everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Sand Dollar for your thoughts. We went on a brief hiatus because, well, things were going on in our own worlds. Jake, why don't you start us off, man? What has been going on in the past week and a half since we've recorded two weeks? Well, first off, it's good to see you. I, we haven't done this, in, yeah, you're right, in a week and a half, because I went out to L.A. to go visit good old Joseph Paul Apatow. I went... Went with the mill name this week. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Um, it was an awesome trip, man. I got to meet Joe's girlfriend that he's been d- seeing for a year. And I think I'm the first person, like, throughout family and friends on the East Coast to be able to meet her. So I felt very privileged. This is true. It's true. It's crazy. But, yeah, that's what happens during a pandemic, I guess. I think the sketchiest part was possibly just, like, being on an airplane with – bunch of strangers for six hours right in the middle of covid because i had to keep a mask on throughout the entire flight except you're allowed to briefly take it down to eat during brief portions of the flight they don't give you meals so you just have to you know stock up on snacks ahead of time for a six-hour flight that sucks that they don't give out food dude i felt so fat by the end of the flight because it was just nothing but like carbs and crackers and cookies and it was Mm -hmm. god awful All right, let me ask you guys this, just real quick. No thoughts. Aisle or window? Aisle, so that you can use the the can. Because uh, otherwise, it's such a drag to I get like up. I like aisle as well. Yeah, I like the window just for takeoff and landing, just so it can see us actually like touching ground. But definitely the aisle seat, being able to get up and use the bathroom is vital. And I'll yeah. be honest, I kind of utilize that as like with the closed door, as like be able to take a mask break. And just like take it off, just kind of like hang out in the bathroom for five minutes. <laughs> Breathe sweet air again Breathe because you oxygen. forget what it tastes like. Would you guys utilize the like recline option in your seat, or would no. you guys just keep it upright? That's no, rude, yeah. you can't. Yeah, yeah. Like unless you use that like before any drinks or snacks are passed out, then it's you're pretty much done for. You're not. I would feel really guilty about putting that down because what if you spill the person's drink behind you that just happens to be sitting on their tray? What if they sometimes people put their heads against the back of the seat as like yep. a way to sleep and that's you awesome. just like give them a concussion? Yeah, yep. that's what I that's what I did. I, I kind of <laughs> just like slumped over in like my tray and at any moment they could have reclined their seat and they would have never even noticed my head was there. Snap your neck in half. He came out to visit you, Joe. Talk to us a little bit about what you guys did, and Jake, jump in at any point when you feel like you uh, you need to. Yeah, what what didn't we do? We got to go to In-N-Out, which I think is the most important thing. Um, we ate a lot of junk food, donuts, uh, cupcakes. We went to a drive-in, which was a real interesting experience. We saw Toy Story, EJ's favorite Disney movie of all time. It is uh, my number one right now. At the at the drive-in and just all your classic Hollywood sites. The Hollywood sign, which was a kind of a sketchy little operation that I kind of <laughs> – kind Well, of yeah, because Noel had to drop us off because there's little to no parking on the streets there because it's just a bunch of residential homes. And so, like, we had to, like, run down the trail really quickly, snap a quick photo, and then run back to Noel. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll ask Jake, but, like, what was your – highlight of the trip so i kind of have two like when we initially got k's donuts the first night i was there like that was by far the best experience because that those are some of the best tasting donuts i think i've ever had i can't stress that enough for anybody who's out in la go to k's donuts sk's yeah, donuts sk's donuts what, oh. where the fuck it is it's somewhere out oh. there <laughs> it, they have vegan style way. donuts for all the vegans out there and they have these things called cronuts, croissant donuts mm-hmm. dipped in glaze. Oh my gosh, they're diabetes <laughs> in a ring. They're fantastic. Mm, yeah, we love our diabetes. What was the other thing that you were gonna say other than the donuts that you liked? Oh yeah. Um. So you remember Joe? I had a friend who used to live out in L.A. as like an avocado farmer, and he recommended this one trail that we hike up called Paseo Miramar, and <laughs> that was definitely a huge highlight for me just because it was so exhausting hiking up the trail because it's it's five miles and it's a 1200 foot incline and like we were worried that we weren't even going to find parking to be able to hike up this trail just because it's again more narrow streets uh, even like the res- residents who live there had signs put up in the community to try and limit the number of people that 
come to that area. But once we got up there, like the first view that it overlooks the city, and I think it overlooked a little bit of Malibu too, it was just breathtaking. It was a fantastic sight. Yeah, you can see the whole Pacific Ocean and the coast, and you can see a lot of the very, very expensive luxury, you know, hill houses and real estate that's still being developed. It's, it's a glorious view. Good times with good people. It was a safe trip. You're healthy, which is something that you got to be grateful for nowadays. Mm-hmm. But that being said, Zack Snyder's Justice League is out. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's four hours they break it up into parts watched it together yeah we watched it in like three installments yeah uh, while i was out in la <laughs> i did it i did it one sitting it was oh my god one sitting yeah man you just i woke up started at 10 i was done by two. Oh. i could have done something with the rest of my day but i didn't because uh, i had to recover mentally like clocking in for a work shift that's how work. long it is yeah dude there are worse things to do What's crazy is like there are now directors coming out of the woodwork saying we have all these directors cuts that one's like six hours long for yep. like Endgame or something. Yeah. Uh, I think one for like the Lord of the Rings trilogy that's like eight hours long. Like yep. oh my gosh, like this they just started a whole new trend with this it, shit. It could I'm be not... the next trend. As a movie guy, how do you feel about it, Joe? I'm happy because. The whole story with Zack Snyder and like how he left the Justice League production is really sad and sort of yes. how what it turned into wasn't his vision. So, yeah, it was sort of like the perfect storm with the pandemic. And, you know, they had this they had all this old footage basically on a shelf and weren't doing anything with it. And yep. so the pandemic comes around. They don't have any content for HBO Max and they have all this great stuff. You know, why not? It was like, you know, he was redeemed for kind of the the joke that the first theatrical justice league was and people are really into it really excited i'm still not excited about the dc cinematic universe if you can even call it that because it just seems so fractured now and there's so many different like projects in all directions there's you yeah know, a they, new, new batman new suicide squad it's like yeah what, what even I think what hurts dc <laughs> is they, they're trying so bad to catch up to Marvel, and they, they can't. At this point, they really can't. But it reminds me a lot of what happened with the Star Wars sequels, is there was no... Marvel, you have to give them props. All of their directors were on the same page. They knew what the storyline was. It was all connected. I just... DC at this point, it's too... They're trying to do too much. Well, yeah, that's why I thought this was great in a way, because the... Joss Whedon Justice League was very much trying to be like, okay, we got this movie. Let's, you know, we got the original director off of it. The mm-hmm. studio was probably like, okay, Joss Whedon, please make this like a Marvel movie. And he yes. did it. And yeah. it was awful. And yes. now sort of this is DC once again, sort of having the confidence to back off of what Marvel does and say, we're yes. doing something different. Like this which was they have to do. Yep. very different than a Marvel enterprise, which I liked. I could keep us talking about all kinds of random <laughs> things for a while. I really could. There's so much we could, we should just have an episode where we shoot the breeze, but we, we wanted to talk about a travel experience. Each of us has kind of designed a location we wanted to go to. And by designed, I mean, we made an itinerary for this place we want to go to when things become more normal, which is hopefully sooner than later. I will ask either of you gentlemen to go first. Who would like to debut their travel itinerary? Uh, Joe is going <laughs> to go first. I wanna, no, I want to go last. Oh, my okay. goodness. You know what? I'll, I'll bite the bullet. I can, I can go first. All right, Jake. Um, where are you going? What are you doing? I'm going to Sweden, and it's a place I've never been to before. However, they are heavily known for having some of the, like, top burgers ever like in the world and like i had a whole i found this whole like top 50 list of the best burger restaurants ever and most of the places that i saw were between like new york city london sweden and then a couple other various locations like chicago so essentially my itinerary would be like for five days i'm hitting up five different burger restaurants and seeing all the different type of quality and fattening juicy burgers that I can get my hands on. I can, I mean, I can list off some of these burger places that I've found if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, tell us, tell us where you're going, what they got. 
All right. So listed at number nine was this place called uh, Flippin' Burgers on Stockholm. And from the description that they have here, they went, it, I guess it's it's fair to say that Flippin' Burgers paved the way for the Swedish burger scene when they opened up in just 2012. The way that I can describe this is it's like 150 gram patty or 200 gram patties. And they are smashed for like maximum taste with a nice crust. Nice. And, and this one is definitely quality over quantity as far as ingredients go. The other four that I had, I had Bastard Burgers out in Sweden. <laughs> yes. I mean, as, as you can tell, my inner fat kid is coming out. Feel free to stop me at any time if you want to make <laughs> any types of comments on these delicious, better than in and out type of burgers. Whoa. <laughs> Controversial <laughs> statement there, bud. Um, after that, we have Garage Burger out in uh, Hagenas in Sweden. And this one looks like there's some juicy onions super heavy on the cheese and like super melty uh as you can see from our lovely photo right oh, here yeah cheese is good and coming from sweden you're going to get a different type of quality cheese coming in this location just True. because it's you know i you know most burgers we get here it's american it's just super heavy and fattening like these ones like i don't think we'll get that and again most of these burgers have two patties on them I've never been a fan of like a thick burger. I, if we're going to go thickness, just do two individual patties. You need that little breakup. And that would pretty much conclude my nice five-day little trip out there to Sweden. Just, just slamming different burger joints. You have to bring some, some uh, Pepto-Bismol. I would, but instead I'm going to be bringing along a guest or two with me, which I believe you guys have lined up. <laughs> Question is, who's going to be downing these burgers with me? I want to hear it. <laughs> it's it's interesting because you know we we don't know each other's travel itinerary, so we're, we're going to pick. Oh man, I, I I will need a minute to think about it, but we're going on a bur- burger tour, right, Joe? So if we're just thinking out loud, do you, do you get someone who loves eating? Do you get someone who hates eating? Uh, I was gonna offer Amy Schumer with you. <laughs> She could probably out-eat me, probably. Because uh, why not? Yeah. Because, <laughs> it, okay, our thought press is we would go with each other on these trips, but instead, Jake's going to bring the people that we select on these trips. And Your choice is Amy Schumer or Daddy Wick. Who do you choose? <laughs> did you just come up with these on the spot, or <laughs> did you have you been thinking about these particular? Well, let me uh, let me tell the story because Daddy Wick might take some explanation. So, Jake yeah. and I were playing GTA one time, and this guy comes up to us and has some beef, and he starts killing Jake, and he sends Jake a message, and he says, "Do you know who I am?" And Jake says, "Probably some witty comeback like, oh, no, you're." No, I was talking shit. I was yeah. talking shit Jake to was talking shit I... to this guy, and he says, "I'm Daddy Wick." And we look at his uh, his, big his Daddy character, Wick. Big Daddy Wick. We look at his character, and it looks like Keanu Reeves from John Wick. This guy has made a an exact replica of Keanu Reeves, and the guy keeps killing Jake, and Jake keeps killing him, and he says, "I'll only stop if you call me Daddy Wick." And uh, <laughs> <laughs> So that that I also thought of as a good companion to Jake because maybe it could be something where you know they have their differences, but they over this trip learn to have a friendship slash love bond. Or I just thought of Amy Amy Schumer on the spot. So All right. if it's it Big Daddy Jake. Wick, I'm just gonna try and spit in his food half the time because I'm still <laughs> pissed at him and just annoyed by like the constant back and forth. Because he was on a freaking oppressor manual on one of those flying bikes and it just blasting me with homing missiles left and right and that was, was just so freaking annoying he was very tough to kill he was definitely an, a very adept uh john wick fan yeah. I, I don't know if i want to travel with that buddy <laughs> but it's not my choice it is up to you guys well i i've now had some time to kind of brew who i would want to to join you on this trip and did we do we say if it has to be real or can it no, be fictional it can be fictional okay so i'm i'm gonna send bubble bath with you from SpongeBob, yeah, the the big freaking bubble with like the uh, crisscross up and down, no, no, like no, evil no, no, smile. No, no, like, no, that's 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 the dirty bubble. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, bubble, bubble, ba- bubble. It's Bubble Bass, I think. It's Bubble Bass. Oh, is he the still, still no pickles guy? Yeah, the no pickles. 
Uh, oh, yeah. He, he's going to be a real miserable person in all these burger joints. So you're going to have a comedian in Amy Schumer and just a miserable person in, in Bubble Bass. You cannot deny that it will be an interesting time. I feel like with Bubble Bass, he would want to talk to the manager half the time. So he's on par with any Karens in the world. And on top of that, we could probably get away with a couple free meals because of it. So I wouldn't be too upset. That's true. But, hey, he's a fellow burger lover, so I'll take what I can get. And Amy Schumer, you know, we we might have a few laughs laughs along the way. Yeah, there you go. Well, looking forward to my trip. I'll just down my sorrows and burgers and just (laughs) wish I had different health companions. Um, So, Joe, you said you want to go last. So, EJ, we're going to have to throw you on the bus to go second. So the place that I want to travel to more than anywhere is Japan. Wasn't even a very difficult time for me to decide. I did look up places. I looked up, you know, where should first-timers go when they go to Japan, things like that. Um, and there's this hotel called the... And I'm going to butcher all of this, so I'm so sorry. It's the Shinjuku Grand Bell Hotel in Japan. It is actually a very nice centralized location that combines the historic architecture of Japan with the modern excellence of Japan. I was trying to think, okay, like, what would I want to do if if I was in Japan? And I I didn't try to make it too crazy because, I mean, of course, I would want to go to, like, Tokyo Disney. I'd want to go see the new uh, Nintendo Land and Universal. But I was trying to think, like, okay, I'm in Japan. What would I want to do? And a lot of what I would want to see in Japan is kind of like the natural landscape, like the National Garden. It's called the Shinjuku Gyoen National Garden. Much nicer than even our nicest national monument or landscape here in the United States. I would love to go see the different like shrines and temples that they have all throughout Japan, because even if it's not the original shrine or temple, a lot of these shrines and temples have been restored or remodeled to look like they used to. And as someone who just loves history and especially like Asian history, I think that'd be so cool just to get to go see in person. And then it's called the Chidori Gafuchi which is, it's essentially a massive forest of cherry blossom trees. And if you were able to time it during cherry blossom season, I think that would just be beautiful. Um, I've been to D.C. during cherry blossom season, and of course it's very nice. But imagine being in Japan, where there's more nature to kind of appreciate. Um, And with dining, it would be a little bit risky because of my diabetes and peanut allergy, but I would kind of want to wing it. I, I found three different kinds of places. Um, I would kind of want to have like a hibachi style place in Japan just because you have to. You have to get the real thing. I would have to go to some kind of sushi place to have real authentic sushi. And I I mean, there are other things you could try. Like a ramen place would probably be really cool. Like an authentic homemade Japanese ramen. It's got to be amazing. So the, the goal for me would try to be see the historical sites, see the natural landscape, probably nerd out a little bit because I do like my anime and I would probably be a lot of nerdy stuff there. <laughs> but I would also want to try the foods that you like Japan kind of like whispered that almost like I do <laughs> like anime. It is go to a hush hush secret secret. I do like anime. A maid cafe or something. Uh, yep. Scandalous. I would absolutely <laughs> dabble with a maid cafe. What is uh, a maid cafe? Uh, Google it. Uh, <laughs> I can, I mean, just from actually, the description, actually, I can only imagine it's like people dressed up like anime maids or something, and then they just like serve yeah. you like a normal restaurant. I don't know. Yeah, but that's where I would want to go when I could. Other, other than maybe like Australia or New Zealand, I would love to go to Japan. But I want to know who you guys would make me go to Japan with. First off, <laughs> Quagsire. <laughs> I'd get to be with a Pokemon. You know, it's, it could be worse. Because imagine being in downtown Shibuya or Shinjuku or one of those, like, you know, heavy traffic, uh, heavy metropolitan areas, walking around with a quagsire waddling behind you. People are going to try to catch it because they're, yeah, they're huge Pokemon fans. I mean, that's where yeah. Pokemon comes from. So yeah. you're going to get harassed by so many people. And, you know, maybe they'll even try to catch you because you and the quagsire pretty much twins i hear yeah yep we're spitting <laughs> images of each other from what i've been told <laughs> thus the ongoing <laughs> joke continues of ej and quags comparison 
Um, EJ, I'm going to be a little nicer for you. No, so I, I have two people. Say Quagsire as well. No, <laughs> you can't. That's so mean. Oh two Quagsires. <laughs> and, like, Dude. first off, they're saying nothing but Quagsire the entire time. So you're not going to understand what the hell they're saying. No. So that's what you would have to deal with over the course of your entire trip, however long you'd be there out in Japan. No, I, I'm going to be a little bit nicer. I have two people in mind. I'm going to let you choose between the two. Okay. Um, first one is Miley Cyrus, because oh, I know that was like your high school crush. It. She was, yeah. And uh, the other one is John Boyega, you know, who plays Finn from oh, wow. the new Star Wars movies. So you get to pick between those two. You get to pick between Quagsire and Quagsire. <laughs> no, <laughs> Joe, Joe I, your time is done. Okay. No, wait, <laughs> Joe, Joe is going to get some terrible picks. I'm just okay, letting yeah. everybody know now. I have to give EJ a choice as well. You can choose between Quagsire or the bartender who gave you a hard time about wearing a Mickey Mouse polo. Oh, my God. I hate <laughs> that, man. I hate him so much. EJ, tell the story, please. I We we went out for drinks one the night. The three of us. It, the three of us. We were meeting There's some a... of your friends, Jake, at a random bar on Cape Cod. Oh, and I'm wearing I, – I wear some crazy outfits sometimes. Like, I will not deny that. But this is a very subtle teal polo with a small Mickey in the corner, like a polo-sized logo. And this one dude is just roasting me for wearing a Mickey polo. He's like, oh, you shouldn't even get in this drink wearing a Mickey polo. I'm like, yeah, shut shut up. Gotta check your ID because you're wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. I'm like, what? I completely <laughs> forgot about that guy. Yeah, it was at the what? restaurant called Oliver's in Yarmouth on Cape Cod. And it was, I'm pretty sure, just after, like, a work shifts at my old job and like a bunch of other people from that job we met for, for drinks and like you guys knew nobody you guys were just there to have, like have a good time and then all of a sudden this waiter comes over and starts harassing you for it like was the, it was the bartender yeah i'm like pretty Whoa. sure we we never went there again <laughs> I, I didn't even want to set foot i was ready to leave i was like this guy's a dick i, felt I did not so want to set foot bad. i, I who, who does this guy think he is my guy who, who are you let me live my life He's the uh, guy who gets a low tip after those comments. I, I digress. I would unfortunately take Quagsire in that instance. <laughs> okay. And, fair uh, I think I would go with John Boyega. <laughs> what a team! It's like it's like the Avengers too. EJ, John Boyega, <laughs> 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 Oh man, Miley Cyrus is just like too. She's too out there now. I can't imagine what road tripping with Miley Cyrus would be like at this stage of her life. John Boyega, I feel like I could at least have some sake with and we could shoot the breeze about something. So my travel companions would be Quagsire and John Boyega. Uh, okay. Another shot for my friend Quagsire over here. <laughs> Quagsire. <laughs> meanwhile, he's like throwing up. Give him another one. <laughs> he's fine. Oh, kill me. All right, Joe, please, please tell me about your trip so I can ruin it with a guest. So, you know, I have to do things a little differently. It's just what I do. So I thought, you know, there's a lot of places where you can be a tourist. Very, very different. Very outside the box. <clears throat> the new frontier of tourism is space tourism. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but they're now through uh, SpaceX, which is the, you know, the the new frontier of of commercial you know non-government space travel they're starting to book commercial flights into space and different types of trips so yes we are my trip is going to be (laughs) going into outer space now as for itinerary there's a couple choices they offer a just into the earth's atmosphere flight so you get to shoot up above the earth get to look down on the planet looks real nice whatever this is interesting because you can fly to anywhere. Traveling like um, in the upper atmosphere, you can travel anywhere on Earth in an hour. You could fly from L.A. to Tokyo in an hour. Going across the states, Jake, your flight from L.A. to Boston, you could do it in 30 minutes. So that's an option. Just a nice little relaxing, you know, go up into space, come back down. You can go to the International Space Station. 
go say hi to the people up there, you know, whatever, the, see the space equipment, come back. You can go to the moon. You can't actually get out and walk on the moon yet. What they're doing is they're planning to shoot you over to the moon. You get to fly around it and you get to enter the moon's orbit. So you fly around the entire moon and then using its its orbital pull, it shoots you back and you go back down to Earth. So, And then in the far future, I'm sure, Mars and beyond. So Mars would be about a six-month trip. Definitely details on that are still murky because I, I don't think they've even done the trip to the moon yet. But So I thought for mine... I would like to do the lunar trip. I'd like to go to the moon and, and, you know, see that up close, get to see the earth leaving and coming back. So on those vessels in particular, it's up to seven passengers. So one is going to be me and two of them are going to be whatever knuckleheads you uh, shot. Oh, and the price. So uh, it's definitely not for (laughs) those of, of, of uh, thin wallets like us three. They they don't even they don't even list how much it is on the website and that's how you know it's a lot. They're just like for those interested, write us an email at sales at spacex.com. But doing a little research online, some of the people like experts have guessed that it'll be about anywhere from like fifty eight to sixty million dollars just to go into the atmosphere. Go to the moon and back it would be more like a hundred and eighty million dollars. Wow, uh, a heavy uh, chunk of change. So, so me and two other companions are gonna shell out a hundred eighty mil each to go basically go orbit around the moon and come back. Well, what's interesting about this too is like at least me and Jake we can walk around, get some space, haha, space <laughs> from our from our companions. You are going to be confined to your your limited space with your companions. Yeah, yeah we're going to be rumbling around in this little, uh, basically this little metal box <laughs> flying through the stars. Oh, I, I have two options, Jake. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I have two options. I don't mind going first for this All one. All right, go ahead, Jake. Um, I'm just getting over the fact that I'd have to take out like 30 mortgages to pay for <laughs> that flight. Yep. That's that's insane. But um, my two choices for you, Joe, is Guy Fieri, you know, the diners, driver or was it, diners, bars? <laughs> diners, drivers, and dives. Yep, yeah, that's it. Drink. Um, right. <laughs> drink. Love that show. <laughs> and then the other one is Terry Crews. And he had the big old muscle-headed, like, host and actor who I always think is a delight to listen to. But uh, you get your pick as far as those two. And I... <laughs> It's just so random. No Big Ed this time around. Oh, I take Big Ed into space every time. Yeah. Imagine ping-ponging off the the walls of the ship. Someone uh, lets him out of his seatbelt, and he just goes flying zero gravity. Oh, man. Yeah, but he'd have to pay for, like, two seats. Yeah, one for his neck and one for his... Doesn't have a neck. (laughs) (laughs) If he bonked into the ceiling, nothing would happen. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so who's your pick? Well, I got to hear EJ's because I right. pair them accordingly. <laughs> no, no <laughs> you're not. Your two <laughs> options, you can either pick LeBron James because he can afford it, oh, no. or another actress that could afford it. She's familiar with space is Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Wow. I think I know who Joe is going to pick here. <laughs> um, here's the thing. If I pick... <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can either pick Space Jam or Captain Marvel. That was, that's clever. So I'm thinking about all the permutations that I could uh, get up to here. I could pick Terry Crews and LeBron James, who are both like freak. Basically, they're both freak athletes. And I don't know <laughs> why I would want two just heavily muscled <laughs> men on either side of me. Going hey. into space. To fight hey. off the aliens you're going to find on the Yeah, moment. man. Um, we don't know what's on Mars. I could pick Guy Fieri and Brie Larson, which would be like... Uh, um, you could talk about the differences between extreme physiques, considering one is like, you know, in shape and small, and the other one is like a little more on the hefty side. LeBron yeah. and Guy would be a lot of personality. 
I think I think I would pick Brie Larson because uh, I did enjoy her in Scott Pilgrim versus the World um, before she became what she now is, which is an international superstar thanks to Marvel Marvel woman Captain whatever she is now. And I would go with from Jake's picks. I don't like either of them particularly, but I guess I'll do Guy Fieri. I was cool. Guy could probably make some good food. Yeah, yeah but if, are if you like could... just limited to whatever the food is that they bring on the flight? Just because it's like oh. you know they have to eat like prepackaged space food. What makes right. you think I'm, they're going to get five portions? I'm sure Guy sure, Fieri could that... whip something up. That doesn't say we're not going to break the rules. So we're going to break every rule when we're on this flight. Guy Fieri's going to – we're going to take out the, the pilots. We're going to throw a mutiny and hijack the kitchen. Guy Fieri's going to get on the grill. Brie Larson's going to take the controls because uh, she's a pilot. And uh, we're going to become the new Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> it's only a one-way trip to me. Oh, man. <laughs> flavor town. <laughs> to the side of a of an asteroid belt. <laughs> yeah, no, that I'm pretty much saying that you guys are just going to crash after your mutiny on this ship. Good for you. <laughs> it's nice knowing you, bud. <laughs> well, I'll be going out in style. Oh, that's interesting, man. Um, well, we're going to space. We're going to Japan, and I'm going to Sweden. So we're definitely going abroad on this. But Joe, would you go on this burger trip if? This one was for you. Oh yeah, I I have relatives in Sweden, so I would really? uh, definitely yeah on my mom's side yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and EJ, I had a different trip planned out for you, considering that Joe and I had already done it before, but it would be to Canada's Wonderland. We went there, and then on our way back to Toronto, I think that's where we went to uh, the stadium for the toronto maple leafs and sat in that bar and like oh yeah the blue jays yeah but ej i would send you to canada's wonderland and they have like a ton of different rides there and they are more uh peanuts based as in like peanuts you know charlie brown and snoopy ah okay all right like that's like their their mickey mouse so they have like a peanuts block party charlie brown's pirate adventure um and then Snoopy's Symphony of Water, in which case, like, literally Snoopy is the conductor and he's orchestrating with music this, like, water fountain as it, like, spurts up into the air and I think synchronized with the music along with it. I feel like that would be right up your alley. I do. I really do love theme parks and especially with the Peanuts, who I grew up watching with my family. That would be that would be a really cool spot for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, with that being said, we're, we should move on to our next segment of music, right? Yeah, it's oh, we've had, there, I, everyone had better listen to their albums because we had two weeks to do so. <laughs> Joe, Joe, it looks like you're ready. So let's start. Let's start with our group album because it was uh, it was an experience. Um, yeah. Can you remind me what it was even? Because I can't even. OK. Um, it's cut so... by the slits. Yes, cut by the slits, and it's just a purple album with three naked women on a deserted island. Yeah, but they're like. not completely naked; they're covered in mud, and that is their clothing. Yeah, we did listen to this a little bit while I was out there in LA. Like I knew we listened, I, off, like a couple songs. I tried to listen to it with Jake here. I listened to it on my my lonesome a couple times once, you know two weeks ago and once today and um i don't know i wish i had more to say about it but it i just had a pretty just kind of uh unenthused reaction to it i thought it was a step like a cut above blondie which we listened to but it was in that same vein for me where it's like you know a a female-led band but this is more bit more punk a bit more edgy but still like pretty 80s sounding and the songs are just weird there's one song i recognize typical girls typical boys something like that where i was like oh, i've heard this in something either a guitar hero or a rock band or something like that and yeah but man i just this this whole this album was so forgettable to me that i couldn't even remember what it was called i just remember the album cover 
is a little disturbing and the the songs are just weird i i wasn't into it i'd probably give it a uh, four out of ten so i'm pretty sure one of the women in that album cover also felt really uncomfortable with shooting for that and i think she ended up leaving the band you know shortly after this release um i mean i think there were some other internal problems but like yeah mm-hmm. it was just a weird weird album cover um yeah it was pretty underwhelming for me too it's you know definitely not my style of music and like i think it was like british punk and there was like a touch of reggae in there from when i was listening to it it sounded like that and like the voices of the singers man they were just so flat and just like uninspired and yeah i listened to a little bit yeah while we were out in la i listened to a little bit today um i just i I just don't really understand the vibe of this album at all and I didn't even have a favorite song or one I'd recommend or one that stood out. They all just kind of sound the same and blended together. Um, and then it seemed like the group was like, the band just seemed pretty experimental with like this album. I don't know. It just seemed so different. And yet somehow it made the top 500 list and it was saying it was so influential for like music going forward. But why? I, I just don't get it. I really don't. I give this like a yeah. one out of 10. It's just, <laughs> Very unenthused. I really did not want to ever give out a zero. I think I have to give this album a zero out of ten. I Every single song I listen to, not even every song, but every time I listen to this album, I actively looked for a reason to stop listening <laughs> to this album. I, I, I would do my homework. I would pretend to exercise. I would take a nap. I, I just... Nothing. Nothing. Like, the instruments... I mean... It, it felt similar to Blondie. It sounds similar to other yeah. things we've listened to, but it just wasn't... And it's not saying they weren't talented. It's just this this stirred nothing. Like, there was no... I wasn't like, ooh, that sounded nice. Ooh, the vocals sounded nice. There was nothing. Um, so I... It's weird that we're all agreeing so heavily on this, but... <laughs> it's not a good sign. It's pretty no. bad when all three of us dislike the album. And I... I I want to give it a zero. It's not the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, so I'll give it. I'll give it a one out of ten. But mm-hmm. it just, I, I, I couldn't recommend this to anyone if I had to. Yeah, I mean, this that says it all. That this album averaged a three out of ten between the three of us. So yeah, and I, I still, I would still stay to my four just because, like, some of it sounds good, and I think some of it probably was influential because it was so different and. Like, the first song, I didn't hate the first song. I was kind of into it. I was like, okay, this, I mean, the singing is horrible, but at least it, you know, the music is kind of good. But just delving deeper and deeper into it, like you, EJ, I was just like, oh, my God, uh, what can I do to make this stop? Like, yeah. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. And I, I just think Blondie is a very apt comparison because that also, like, the singing's not good. I'm, I'm sorry, but it's not. And, um this is very similar and i think similarly we not none of us like the blondie album either so yep it's I, nice that we just, have that baseline uh, of peak level terribleness of this yep. is <laughs> this is the specific genre slash style that none of us <laughs> just and all, we do not all like us agree on yeah i can only hope for our next week's group album is going to be something better <laughs> we'll but, see um, well, uh, I hope we had at least some 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 W's in the individual album. Um, I'll save mine for last because it was Billy Eilish. So. Billy Eilish. Yeah. William Eilish. Yep. So I'll mine's the most modern. So Joe, start us off, man. I listened to Khalees, aka My Milkshakes Bring All the Boys to the Yard. Her album Kaleidoscope from I think it was '99. I want to say. And um, I really, really wanted to like this album because not because I care about Khalees at all. I don't really know her music. This is the first time listening to anything other than Milkshakes. But um, the production of it is actually really good. It's produced by the Neptunes, who you may not have heard of, but you've probably heard of Pharrell Williams. And mm-hmm. he is he is half of the Neptunes. So it's Pharrell Williams, and another guy. They did all the like actual production music making on this and the music's really good and and pharrell and, and a few other artists feature on the album and they like do their best to 
to elevate it beyond average, which is sort of what I felt Khalees and the performance, her performance in the album was just kind of average. She's a fine singer. She's not even close to someone like Alicia Keys, who we all listened to and liked and, and, you know, other people that I've listened to doing this. It was, it was just a very average experience. Some good music, some good like production and beats and a lot of like fun sort of poppy sounds, but I wouldn't go back to this album just because how it all fit together. It, the pieces didn't quite fit for me, so I'd probably give it a, again, four out of ten. Lock this one in a box and throw it off a cliff. <laughs> well, a couple fours, not bad. I had Taylor Swift's album of 1989. And this one, you know, I'm going to have to give this one you know, a whole compliment sandwich. And it, you know, was super popular. Everybody loved it. Flew off the shelf. Sold tons and tons and tons. Um, and like her most like notable song on it was, I think it was Blank Space. Probably but even then, it's like yeah. there's like so many other songs to this album that I didn't even realize were there until like I actually listened to it because I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I recognize that she's popular. But like Wild Dream, Wildest Dreams are in there. Bad Blood, Style, Shake It Off. And like all of those, I remember just be, being on the radio and still on the radio that come up every now and then, but they were just there forever. And like I remember those getting beaten to death, which is generally what I don't like about super popular songs. But like this one will probably hold its taste in history. And like I feel like it's one that's going to be listened to constantly over the years as like a, one of the Taylor Swift's all time classics. With that being said, this is an album I listened to once, and I'll never go out of my way to listen to again, only because I am not a Taylor Swift fan. That's it. It's like there's nothing wrong with the album. I can see where it's good. I see where it has its merits. It's just not my taste, and that's ultimately it. Um, so, yeah, I would never listen to this one again intentionally. But I will give this an 8 out of 10, and thus concludes... Wow my compliment sandwich because I recognize how good it actually is and how much Taylor Swift put into it, but it's just not my style. And I'm more into the sea shanties lately. So I'll stick with those. Uh, well, we, we listened to it in the, in the car a little bit, Jake and I, while he was here, I listened to the first three songs of it. And my impression was the first song, something, something welcome to New York. I don't know. Yeah. yeah welcome to New York. Yep. That one felt like the, I was in the opening of like a Barbie movie. Um, I gave I give that a zero. Second song, Blank Space. Eh, okay, it's beat to death, but whatever. I give it a two. That one had like th- a better music video too. Yeah. Third one was I think Style. That mm-hmm. one I actually kind of liked and and sounded at least a little bit better. Not quite as much like someone hammering a nail in, into my head. So. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, bad. I think that was my favorite of the album was style. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, you guys know I'm a big fan of pop, and Taylor Swift is someone I I liked I've liked for a long time. This is one of my favorite. Like I would give it a ten out of ten. Me personally, um, her more recent stuff has kind of I don't want to say lessened me as a fan, but the new direction she's going is not the style of music that I like. Mm-hmm. But 1989 was one of the last albums that I purchased. Like, actually went to the store and purchased the album um, because I enjoyed almost every single song on it. So I'm glad you did not think of it as, like, uh, cannon fodder, Jake. That that <laughs> does make me happy. But transitioning into modern-day pop, I got to listen to Billie, Billie Eilish, Eilish, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Eilish. She, and it's interesting because she is... The, the new phase of pop and and that's that's always been my genre of music um and and truthfully if that's the case i might not be a pop fan anymore because i i i did not like this album um i really i really liked the 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 sound like every single song even though it was very similar it just it was so different very synthesized i will say but not like smashing your eardrums with guitars and things like that but a very just kind of chill mellow aesthetic um which is really really cool what killed her 
was her singing and lyrics. And I'm not a big lyrics guy, but it's it just felt like I was listening to like the Adams Family <laughs> Wednesday Adams like releasing a pop album. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Um, and I will give her props. It's it's very unique. Um, she has created her own brand, and it is unlike anyone I've really seen recently. Maybe Lady Gaga, but even Lady Gaga is more kind of like pompous and loud with her music, whereas Billie Eilish is like very mellow, but she dresses and acts very loud. I I don't have a favorite song because I, I'm seriously when I say they all sounded the same. Joe's shaking his head. Such I just am so sad because I love love the album. I think it's incredible. The fact that you can't even name a single song is just so depressing because there's so many good songs. I, I, I mean, can't. not even not even bad guy. I mean, bad guy. I hated bad guy. Uh, oh my god, dude. It's just so. No, it's just when I want pop, I want something that makes me feel like I'm in a fucking Barbie movie. That's what I want. You want something that pops. Yes. I do not want this. I don't (laughs) like it. Again, it just felt like I. Yeah, it's something that I feel like caters to like the 14 year old girls going through depression right now. No, no, it's it's has it's just it's challenging because it's different. It's not like. Oh, I'm gonna party until my, you know, I, I, alcohol comes out my ears. It's not that. It's something more complicated and kind of like. And like, but that's not what that's not what I want from pop. That's not what that's not, dude. (laughs) I want pop to put some pep in my step to make Mm me. I want that to be. I want to turn it up to a hundred in the car with you guys, like we did with Chainsmokers, and just jam. I would say that Bad Guy is that. That's her, like, radio song. The other stuff is more artistic and more, you know, of her style, her, like, haunting, very personal. Haunting is the word I've seen kind of synonymous. She sings in, like, a soprano style. Um, It's like... I, I, I think of it as, like, music that you would play. If you could play any music on the Haunted Mansion ride other than Haunted Mansion music, you yeah. could play Billie Eilish. Yeah, this would be that's just like it. A, a it's like, how can, how can you... Yeah, you could do it <laughs> while on the Haunted Mansion ride and then while you're playing Ouija board. But then what other scenarios can you see yourself? Because, like, I like listening to stuff, like, when I work out, when I'm in the car and that sort of stuff, something I can kind of jam to. What scenarios can you guys possibly think of? It's like you can listen to this in a certain scenario because like chill, mellow days, rainy days of reflection, rainy day. Yeah. When you're just walking on the beach, like you listen to this and get deep into your thoughts and soul. Like and again, it's really interesting because to see me and Joe have an argument on pop where Joe's passionate about the pop and I'm not. It's really interesting. But this is Radiohead all over again. It is. Um, but this is this. Me and Joe have always clashed over music. But <laughs> I totally respect how original this is because you will not hear anything in pop that reminds me of of Billy. I'm not gonna get. It's gonna get a three out of ten because it, again, it is unique. Yeah. Give her props. She knows her audience, and I, this could be the future. You know, she she's a trendsetter. But because, like, she went with, like, this particular direction with this particular album, I'd be curious to see what she does in the future and see if she either changes the next album that she does or if she continues with this similar style of just, like, a little more heavy set pop. But her inspirations are, like, Lana Del Rey, Lord, things like that. But in her most recent award-winning speech an award Grammy, whatever. She said it was Ariana Grande's Thank You Next album that is inspiring her for her <laughs> next thing. So oh. there is, I mean, it's it's like that meme from Always Sunny where there's just lines and papers everywhere. <laughs> I don't know where she's going to go next because she's only 20 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. So is she going to make stuff that's more pop, like old Taylor Swift? Is she going to go with the more moody stuff, like the driver's license that's popular right now? I, I don't know. It's going to be really it interesting all, to watch. all depends if she falls in that particular trend that a lot of artists fall trapped to. And like they do their own unique style to start off, but then get kind of caught up in Hollywood and go for something a little more trendy with the times and not something that's kind of like original to or unique to what they particularly like. Like Lupe Fiasco fell into that trap. I think Kanye West fell into that trap a couple times. 
and it's ones where it's like you fall in love with their like first original albums and then as they continue it's like all of a sudden they just fall off the deep end and don't do something as unique and i'd be curious to see like how she decides to take her career and still try and like not keep herself trendy but just keep herself like vitalized in like that particular role so yeah she's huge right now she's i mean she she's kind of the face of the genre right now so i will also say she's a big office fan so i do like that about her Oh. I just think the last song on the album, Goodbye, is like a masterpiece. That's all I'll say. You can take Joe's advice, listen to it. Um, see see what you think. Uh, you know, that's that's the beauty of music is it appeals to us in different ways. So, All right, well, uh, I'm going to ask once again, who would win in a fight, Godzilla or King Kong? No one. We all lose hey, because... Realistically, we- who wins in a fight, Godzilla or King Kong? The city of New York, because it's inevitably going to be destroyed in this fight. Uh, probably, yeah. I was, I was going to say Planet Earth for <laughs> ridding the world of more people that are overpopulating. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're all Team King Kong on this episode. Everyone to know that we are Team King Kong. This is EJ. I am signing off from another week of Sand Dollar for your thoughts. I am here with Jake and Joe, and we will. Leah later. Leah later. Leah later.